Uh, anyway, so welcome uh, this morning. Um, we just wrapped up, if, if uh, you've been around at all this summer, we just wrapped up a series uh, in the book of Ephesians on uh, uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians uh, called This Beautiful Mess. We've been in it since Easter. Uh, we just wrapped that up last week. Uh, next week, we are about to head into a new series that we're doing through the Beatitudes, which is some of Jesus's um, teaching about the kingdom and what it looks like to participate in God's kingdom on earth uh, from Matthew 5. We're going to take one week on each of those statements, and we're calling that upside-down prosperity because what Jesus calls success and prosperity is a little backwards from the world's definition of that. And so we're going to look at each of those statements and say, what does it mean to participate in Jesus's kind of upside down kingdom for us? And that's going to run through September and October. So uh, we've used the word a lot. And some people were even saying this, you know, that this morning is different. Well, how is it different? Like, what are we doing in the interim time between last week's series and next week's series? Uh, And the answer essentially is prayer and and. Here's why we're sort of landing on this is because we often teach through uh, books of the Bible or topical kind of series and we're doing a lot of kind of heart work and teaching work. We're digging into the scriptures or asking God, what is it, what is it that you want us to hear through this particular text in, in your word? But we never we, we always end those things and then we move on to the next thing and we kind of forget what we just learned. It's sort of like looking at yourself in the mirror and then going away and forgetting what you look like. Um, and so as we were praying through the fall, we thought, man, it would be a great chance for us to use a day like Labor Day to reflect on all the things that God has taught us and to pause from our work, to hear from him again, and to remember essentially that when, when we started 2018, if you recall, we said that this is going to be a year where we were reflecting on our dependency on God that we wanted to be a holy, prayerfully dependent people. And we've put into place some practices to help get us in that direction. But we haven't taken any Sundays to just say, you know what, we're not going to do anything other than express our dependency to God and ask for Him to work. Um, So I just want to recall us back to that idea that we are dependent on Him. And uh, this all comes from John 15, you remember we talked about this at the beginning of the year, but this passage was also very significant for us when we began our church seven and a half years ago, where Jesus says to his disciples, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can't do anything. You can do nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And so often as a church, we want to get busy with things. We want to do things. We want to accomplish things. Or we're really busy with life. And we don't leave margin to remain, as Jesus says, in his love. We don't often pause from everything to say, God, help me to to grasp hold of what that means, that you love me with the same love that you love the Father. Jesus says, if you don't do that, if you don't regularly express your dependency on me, that I am the source of your life and everything comes through me to you, 
you will not be fruitful. You're going to be a hamster spinning in a wheel, thinking that you're getting somewhere, when really you've gotten nowhere. If you want to see fruitfulness in your life, if we want to see fruitfulness in our church, it comes through a posture of dependent expectancy on God. And so that means that we are expectant and we're dependent. And if you think of a vine and a branch, the vine is kind of the root system, I mean, everything that the branch gets is comes through the vine, which means that everything that we need comes through Jesus. Our hope is in Him. Our joy is in Him. Our purpose is in Him. Our strength is in Him. But the second thing it means, which is oftentimes the more uncomfortable thing for us, is that everything that we do comes under Jesus' leadership. That the branches don't get to say to the vine, to the root source, hey, I think we should be planted over here today. I think we should do this today. Like, we're, we're, not, e- we're not even the vine, let alone the gardener. The gardener determines where the vine is planted and the vine produces the life-giving sustenance for the branches. And so if we want direction, as well as hope, as well as joy, as well as our, our peace to come through him, we have to... Give ourselves some time to be dependent on Him. I, I was asking God this week for a picture of what that might look like. And I was reading back over some of the reading plan that we've done uh, together as a church this year. And I was uh, reading through the Old Testament as well as the New Testament that came along with those passages. And I came to Numbers 9. And um, I was reminded of some things through that. And if you remember... Um, the story of the people of God, Israel, when they were led out of Egypt and they're wandering through the desert and they're on their way to the promised land, how were they led to where they should go? Do you remember? What did they have to do? There's something in the middle of their camp. What's? Yeah, so there's a tent in the middle of their camp and God said, I'm going to dwell in the tent. And you're going to know that I dwell there because my glory is going to come and descend on that place. And when the cloud is there, you know I'm there. And when I, if I don't move, don't move. <laughs> if you don't see the cloud move, don't pick up your stuff and get ready to go. Like, just remain where you are and continue to worship me. But if you see the cloud move, if it lifts off from that tendon and starts to head in the direction... Get your stuff together and follow after me because I'm on the move and you're coming with me. That was it. Those were their marching orders. And it turned out that they had to live by those orders for 40 years. Completely dependent on the direction. And over that period of time, God said, and I'm going to give you uh, a food source and you're going to have to go out and collect it every day. Because you're in the wilderness, you can't hunt, you can't fish, you can't get grain the way that you're, you're not going to plant anything because I'm not going to allow you to remain in a certain place for too long so that you start to get dependent on that other than me. And so their whole life was centered around this tent and God's presence in their midst. And when God gave food, they ate. And when God gave direction, they moved. That's the picture. 
And, and of course, Israel rebelled against that time and time again. They complained and they resisted and they dug their heels in and they asked God why. And like a good dad, instead of kind of smacking their kids around and, and going, I'm done with you guys, he said he was patient with them. In fact, Deuteronomy 1 says this, The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you. This is in the new land as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son. All the way you went until you reached this place. Some days it was kicking and screaming, but I carried you nonetheless. I was so gracious to you and so patient with you and so faithful to you. Now, there was an issue with this. It's not like a perfect picture of what God ultimately intended because we know that within that tent was God's Spirit and only one man could go into that place. And so the people could stand around and they could watch the tent and they could see Moses go in, but there were two things that they couldn't do. They could not go into the tent and listen to God directly and they could not go into the tent and bring their requests before God directly. They couldn't do that. In fact, if they tried to do those things, they would would be instantly killed. So it's not a great picture, right? Um, It's great for the one guy to get to go in, and it's fantastic that God's dwelling in their midst. But just so you know, as the church, we have such a better picture and such a better way to interface and interact with God than the people of God did that day. Because we know that the Son of God came In bodily form, He gave His life for us. He died on a cross to cleanse us of sin. Why? So that the the curtain that separated us, so that we could not go into the tent, was ripped in two forever. So now we all, not just me, all of us, get to do what Israel could not do, what only Moses could do. In fact, better than what Moses could do. Because we don't even have to go to a tent in some magical place to, to, to meet with God right where we sit in this building, which is no more special than any other building in Voorhees, we get to sit in this place and experience God's presence together. We get to hear from Him and we get to bring our requests before Him. Do you realize how costly it was to secure our ability to do that? So, so costly. And and it... Because it was so costly, it always shocks me um, to be confronted with my own heart and my indifference and lack of of um, fervency to press into what was so costly for God to give me as a gift. I'm just shocked by that. Uh, so I, that's what this morning is all about. It's about redeclaring our hope in Him by coming and listening first and asking second. If you remember, we ended Ephesians and it said this in verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests and with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Um, not to put a fine point on it or to condemn anyone because that's not my purpose in doing this, but 
it's often said of me as a pastor that I get to listen to God and that I bring his word to God's people. That somehow I have a special kind of uh, entrance into the throne room of God or special access to him or something like that, 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 that you guys don't have an ability that I somehow have. That is BS. <laughs> that is not the truth. Paul says that there is a priesthood of all believers. Every one of you, if you're in Christ, is a priest. You know what a priest is? It's Moses going into that tent, listening to God, bringing requests to him. So that's why it's important for us, family, to pause and to do that together. Because you have just as much access as I do. God wants to speak to you and to use you for the sake of his body to, to, to the same degree as he wants to use me. He wants you to bring our request before him on your knees with tears in your eyes asking before the throne of grace, God, give this to us. Please, we need it. So, with that said, we're going to start our first time. Matthew's going to come up. He's going to lead us into some time of listening to God. All right, so before we dive into exactly what's going on, uh, you should have a pen. There should be one right in front of you. And you should have a piece of paper. We did one like every other seat. Um, if you need one, I have a couple extra up here. And check if the pen works, because now's the time to do that. <coughs> All right. <coughs> so uh, we're going to do uh, what we call listening prayer. Um, has anyone ever done anything like this before? It's okay if you haven't. All right. It It's going to sound weirder than it is, I promise. Basically, uh, God... God uh, speaks to us today, and we believe that, and uh, this is just an opportunity to focus, give him a chance to speak to us. The reason I give you a piece of paper is because I find it really helpful to kind of like just test whatever I feel like I'm hearing, and I feel like a really easy way to do that is, okay, I I feel like God said something to me, I'm just going to write that down real quick and move on, and if it keeps coming up or... um, it just allows you to keep moving on to the next word because you may want to say multiple things to you. And then at the end, you say, okay, here's all the things he said. You don't have all this pressure to remember like five different words that you may have got from him. And what we're specifically looking for, um, if you've never done this, is something like uh, when you're thinking, because you're going to be trying to clear your mind and just listen to God. When you're thinking and thinking, 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 and waiting for him to speak, you might hear like a, a, a thought kind of like cuts across the grain of whatever you're thinking across. And that's probably God. Um, another thing is like uh, uh, music or a Bible verse might come up. That may also be God. So write those things down. Think about them. Pray about them. Um, things that aren't God are like things that are really condemning. He may convict, but he's not going to condemn um, you know, so test it against scripture and things like that, because you know that's that's the biggest test whether or not that is uh, God or not. Um, so yeah, we're going to do this in two kind of parts. We're going to do t- two minutes listening for ourselves.
just asking God to speak to us about what's going on in our own lives. And then probably about another two or three minutes in uh, listening to God speak to us corporately as a church. And at the end of that, uh, you keep the stuff about you private. You could pray with your spouse or your, your community group about that. But we would love to hear the words that God wants to speak to us as a community. And then uh, I'll wrap up in prayer about that, thanking him for speaking and all that. Does it sound good? Any questions? All right. So let me uh, open us up in prayer. We'll spend some time thinking and praying and asking God to speak. And then uh, I'll kind of guide you when our our self-reflection, our self-listening uh, is almost over, and then we'll move on to the community stuff. So God, we thank you that you're a God that still moves, in fact, moves more than he has in the past, more than he has with Moses even. And uh, we thank you that you you live in us and you love to speak to us. So we invite you to do that now. Come speak to us. Come bless us with your word. And help us to be dependent on you, Lord. Because you know we can't do it on our own. And we pray, Lord, that you would break us of this, that thought this morning while we listen. So go ahead and listen now. Amen. Okay. So five minutes is a long time to do that. If you've never done that before and that felt like awkward or whatever, that's that's okay. That's that's a long time to do it right out of the gate. Usually I only do it for like a minute or two, but since we had a lot to cover, I felt like five minutes was appropriate. Um, uh, so anyone – oh, first of all, there's no pressure to make anything up. If you didn't hear anything, that's completely fine. Um, usually it just means you need a little more focus. Um and you can practice that. It's something really easy to practice. Um, but, yeah, no pressure to make anything up. Uh, anyone want to share what f- they feel like God may be saying to us as a group? I'll start. To, uh, lessen the nerves of going first. Um, I felt like God was t- saying to me that I personally need patience. That's what he said to, to me during my, my self part. Um, that I get like kind of impatient for like what's next? What does God want to do with me next? Why am I not you know leading a church of a thousand people yet? Kind of thoughts. Um, uh, and I felt like He was kind of saying to me like, look, I'm preparing things for you. You have to be patient in order to do that. And I felt like He wanted to say the same thing to us that um, we may look around the room like, hey, we've been doing this for a while. Why is this not? You know what we thought it would be, and uh, the truth is, he's. We need to be patient because he's preparing something far better than what we think it could be. Um, so we just have to be patient for that. That's what I got. Does anyone else want to share? Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. Let's let's pray. God, we thank you that uh, that you have so much for us whether it's the future that we don't know yet or the abundant avalanche of grace that you want to pour upon us or just the endless beauty you've provided in this world. Um, We pray, Lord, that you uh, would help us to be bold and press into this future that you're asking us to be patient for and um, that you would work in us love and community something this world sorely, sorely needs. 
Help us to be that for them, Lord. And help us to do it all in your power, not on our own. Amen. Do the asking. So, as I mentioned, uh, we just went through the book of Ephesians, and it was a significant book for us because we were asking, what does it mean to be the church? And a lot of what it means to be the church is actually to receive the things that God has already secured for us, um, and then to ask him for things in light of that. So uh, here's what we're going to do together. We have um, handed out sheets of paper with several verses on them through the book of Ephesians that uh, highlight several kind of uh, of the themes that we talked about over the last several weeks. Um, and we're just going to get together in small prayer groups around the people that have those sheets. They've already been identified and they're all ready to go uh, to lead each of those little groups. So if you have one of those, can you just raise your hand right now so we can just identify you? All right, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up so that people can see. So not, not the cards that we did before, but there are sheets with verses from Ephesians. And if you didn't get one of those from me, well, all the people that are leading these little groups got one of those sheets from me. So um, so what we're going to do is try to give yourselves a little bit of space. So some of those might have to come down into some of the empty rows. Um, but uh, the rest of you who, who um, are going to join them, just kind of go to the person who's sort of nearest to you. There should be kind of equally scattered across the room. And um, just two things. So we have several copies of those sheets. They have the verses on them, along with a few prayer requests that go with each of those. Uh, so the group, whoever's facilitating the group, is just going to read those verses and then go right into prayer. So if you want to use those prayer, um, the things as a, a guide to kind of help you to pray, that's fine. If God gives you a different thing to pray for, for our community, pray that. And we're going to spend like just... Five or ten minutes doing that together. That makes sense? Any questions? Can I see the hands again of the people that are leading the groups just for all of our, the rest of our sake? All right. So just identify someone that you're close to. Maybe you guys in the back want to come down around front and head there now. <laughs> One more minute if you're still praying. I can't tell if you're praying or chatting now. <laughs> don't um, stay where you are in your groups. Stay stay where you are. Don't don't you don't need to move around. Just stay where you are. All right. Because uh, we're going to move into our time of communion, and it seemed like a good idea that uh, if you're in a group together and you've been uh, praying together, then maybe you want to come up together um, and uh, share in the uh, the uh, bread and wine. It's not exactly bread and wine, but you'll see. It's close. So um, we're we're just going to uh, re- respond now. Together, um, you can continue praying if you wish. Um, you can come up and share communion at one of the tables here. There's one on each side, and I would encourage you to come up in your groups if you can. Um, we're also going to take the offering, I hope. 
Um, hopefully we're going to take the offering. And uh, we're going to sing a couple more songs. So you want to come up fairly quickly if uh, you're going to come for communion because we have two songs left and then we'll be closing for the morning. Hope you enjoyed the uh, time of prayer together. I, I certainly did. It's just so encouraging to pray with others and to pray for all the things that God has given us and all that he wants to give us in Christ. It's just uh, fantastic. So, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together in this place. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you taught us a bit more about prayer this morning. And we ask, Lord, as we continue, that it enable us to be in your presence um, and uh, to hear from you. And, Lord, as we give, as the, uh, as the baskets pass around, Lord, we ask you take and use those gifts for your glory in this place and uh, wherever you send us, in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen.